All right, everybody, don't drop that fast forward button. The sponsorship roll call is about to begin. Energy Consulting Limited provides complete project management and general contracting services to a variety of private sector clients on both commercial and residential construction projects. They act as the owner's representatives through the planning, design, budgeting, scheduling, construction, and occupancy processes. Clients appreciate their open, honest, and flexible approach to achieving their project goals. Although they are located in Surrey, BC, Energy works on projects all over the province, including the growing cities of the north and the beautiful coastal towns of Vancouver Island. They're always excited to explore new places and develop relationships with professionals wherever their clients' interests may be. Abacus North is a firm that specializes in mortgage banking solutions for complex projects. In addition to providing financing solutions in a traditional mortgage broker capacity, Abacus North provides direct loans that range from $2 million to $25 million. On a syndicated basis, they provide mortgage banking solutions up to $300 million. In most cases, their in-house capital solutions can bridge financing gaps that traditional lenders are unable to service. They specialize in providing land acquisition loans, construction financing for large-scale developments, income-producing properties, and single-purpose facilities. With a portfolio that includes high-rise, mid-rise, and low-rise condominiums, townhouse developments, shopping centers, agricultural properties, industrial developments, and medical marijuana facilities, Abacus North is at the forefront of creative mortgage banking solutions with a focus on fostering long-term relationships. They are a multifaceted organization that services domestic and international clients with their mortgage banking needs. Complex financing solutions require analytical thinking well beyond a typical mortgage broker relationship. As a result, they focus on providing engineered solutions for their client. Their key differentiation strategy is that they assist clients in actively managing the capital stack in order to minimize borrowing costs while maximizing flexibility. Abacus North focuses on national and global opportunities. Ascentia CPA has a team of new-gen chartered professional accountants that are dedicated to advancing companies using expertise combined with emerging technologies. The team at Ascentia will implement the latest accounting technologies, allowing you to not only run a business, but to run a smart business that will excel in your industry. Their focus is to provide growth-centric, value-added, and timely accounting services for businesses, as well as individuals across Canada. Unlike standard accounting firms, by embracing cloud-based software, the team at Ascentia will provide you with real-time accounting information on a secure platform that is accessible anywhere at any time, allowing you to make better informed decisions and gain more controlled overview of your financial data. The reliability and expertise you will experience with the professionals at Ascentia will assist you in the preparation of corporate and personal tax returns, financial statements, bookkeeping, government filings, tax and estate planning, as well as business advisory services. For more information on the advantages of online accounting and to book a complimentary meeting online, be sure to visit ascentiacpa.ca. We are I. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to go back to the start because I'm going to start recording this. Because we're having all this wicked conversation. <laughs> 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 okay, so you're, we're just talking about like uh, like 
uh, cold water immersion and sauna and, you know, kind of like the dopamine and the norepinephrine bumps you get from it. We're just sharing stories back and forth. And right now, Veronica is in Montreal doing what? Yeah, Montreal. It was back then 10 years ago. Yeah. Montreal, Quebec, especially winter, is uh, wonderland, but it's all ice. Yeah. It's, you have to expect the minus 18 and up, okay? And I was just parking in the garage, and then I saw the outside. There's like, it's very ugly. Mm-hmm. The plastic. Just tank. Yeah. And then I see the head is out. <laughs> what the hell is this? I look at is a professional boxer. Yeah. His name is Jean Pascal. Mm-hmm. He was in there, just shaking his head. I was like, what are you doing there? I'm like, I'm in training. Yeah. I'm in training. I said, how long you have to stay there? Guess what? How long? Oh, man. Like, I just, I know how hard 10 minutes is in that kind of way. I'm going to say 30 no, he was at 25 minutes. 25 minutes, the coach yeah. guided. Yeah. And he was doing that for every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And guess what? At the end, I don't have to tell you the between, the what happened. Yeah. Yeah. He fought. He won. <laughs> you know, because the one thing that I read, like when we get into the tank, because the water is so cold, and like like instantly, I always tell people, like, if you, like, the second I dip my toes in there, because you got to go fully submerged. Like when people kind of dip their toes and then the ankle, then the knee, like that's the worst. Like it you just got to plunge right in. So but like, all in. All in. But you yeah. want to immediately cut your feet off. Like Absolutely. it is so absurdly painful. Like it just. Didn't like, you notice that after that? Oh, you don't even so feel bad. cold anymore? No, but that's the thing, right? It's <laughs> like the feet and the hands always stay, but the rest of my body was fine. So then actually this, the re- one of the reasons why I got this watch is because it tracks your core temperature. Oh. So then I, I monitor it in the sauna and in the in the ice bath. So yeah. it, it's amazing watching the initial plummet, uh-huh. you know, on the watch, like in real time. And then you see like your metabolism working as it creeps your body temperature back up. And it's the opposite in the sauna. And I love watching that real time data because it helps me survive in there more knowing yeah. that my body is doing exactly what the science says it's going to do mm-hmm. to help me survive in this environment. And it's awesome. I love it. Like I, I thoroughly suggest like if people aren't doing either like like sauna or cold water immersion cold water immersion to me there's a lot more of an impact like like neurologically like there's there's a lot more of like that norepinephrine that gets released a lot quicker into the body like five minutes in the ice and like give yourself a few minutes and you feel that norepinephrine flow. And did you notice that the body is a genius? They are just right away. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I always say to people, you know, I'm like, we don't give our bodies like enough credit. And when people are like, do you put your jacket on when you go outside? I'm like, no. For one, it's not ever cold enough in BC to really need like a big jacket. But Mm -hmm. two, I'm like, I'm robbing my body of the opportunities. Like I say, it's an old wives tale going on the cold gets you sick. Mm -hmm. Going out in the cold actually helps your body produce more white blood cells. And those white blood cells are going to jack up your immunity so why wouldn't i want that in the it's winter a brown time? yeah brown cell brown yeah. cell yeah and yes. it's just like you know when you look at it and you're just like this is something that i want yeah you know, like i want this to be mm-hmm. you know like flowing through my body because this is how i'm going to combat all these adverse environments that i'm going to be faced with like being inside with everybody being sick being around kids who are sick being mm-hmm. in schools and all that kind of stuff so because setting ourselves we are up for always success. like a bundle up it's yeah. a little bit cold outside we bundle up get out so mm-hmm. we don't have a chance to actually increase the brown fat yeah. cell right yeah. if we have the brown fat cell what happened well we have brown extra, is fat yeah, yeah. Extra naturally mitochondria <laughs> flowing in the body yeah, yeah. exactly yeah 
oh my god, we're getting really different just. <laughs> well, you know, but like that, but the, these are the things that I think that like people always need to like to hear and like come back to is like you know being cold, like you just said, then your body produces or changes white fat cells into brown fat cells because of the fact that it has a mitochondria and it creates energy. Energy creates heat, warms up. That's again yeah, like our body exactly. doing what it naturally needs to do. So. Yeah, you might not need as big of a jacket because mm-hmm. it's always funny. Like people walk around these parkas that are designed to minus 40 when it's like three degrees outside. Mm-hmm. And it's like it just like that's the world that we've got. And always chasing that 70 degrees that we want that ambient temperature to be like our house, our car, you know, like walkways, like the clothes we wear, like everything. It's kinda because gets us of to their fear. Yeah. They already think, oh, it's going to get cold. Yeah. I'm going to wear more clothes. Okay. Temperatures have to be up. They like that comfort, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Well, and you think though, like if you if we brought in twenty people into this room right now and asked them if you went outside when it's cold with no jacket on, would you get sick? I guarantee you that at least nineteen of them would say yes. No, but like we know that that's yeah. not true, but like that's the indoctrination that we go through. Where the reason why people bundle up so much or turn that temperature up or like are scared to get uncomfortable because. They don't realize, and we haven't been taught the massive amount of benefits that happen into our body when we just let our body be and mm-hmm. let it do its thing. Because mm-hmm. if we prevent those sy- systems, that's when our body gets confused and it's like, well, what am I doing here now? Like, mm-hmm. like I kind of feel cold, like my face feels cold and mm-hmm. my fingers may feel cold, but the mm-hmm. rest of my body feels fine. Like this mm-hmm. isn't a situation I'm used to. Like, what am I doing here? You know, like that's what we create every day in our lives, right? Where it's like now we have seat warmers and hand warmers on our steering wheel yeah. and like air conditioned seats and like all this kind of stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. But let, let's talk about a little bit of a, a fantastic life. Like since you've been on, so much stuff has happened. Um, I was trying to think, like it's almost been about a year ago, maybe about like nine months or so since yes. you've been on. Mm-hmm. And uh, like just following you on social media, like all these different. Um, like seminars you've been to looks like a lot of different trade shows, interviews, mm-hmm. the whole bit. Like, like where's it at now from where it was called about nine months ago? This is the amazing journey. Like, I'm glad that I met my partner as well. And then this is not the one woman show. Mm-hmm. It's a whole team is lifting. Yeah. This fantastic life together. And then we all believe in the community. Mm-hmm. We really want to help everyone around us. So that's our concept that we start with. Mm-hmm. And the beginning when I uh, met uh, Alex Gedala is my um, partner. Mm-hmm. He is a um, techie genius. Yeah. <laughs> so like, is, is he been on board since the beginning? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. No, in the beginning when I met him, it was very simple. Because I was always wanting to reach out more people, yeah. to educate people mm-hmm. about nutrition and lifestyle. Yeah. So I was uh, asking Alex, Alex, listen, I know what, if I just do one-on-one coaching with a client, uh, I cannot do so much. And uh, maybe I'm going to make some membership site. Mm-hmm. So can you help me? And then several meetings later, we kind of brainstormed together. And then he come back, Veronica, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. So I go, okay, what is it? Because we are going to make an app. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a progressive app. So he laid out all this plan. And then kind of what we just brainstormed together. And yes, I give all the content that, you know, what I practiced and learned mm. through the, my experience. And Alex has brought his experience over 20 years in the IT, uh, IT software. Mm. And we just to do together. This we two people we start. Yeah. Yeah. How crazy. Eh? Yeah. So the one thing that I was kind of thinking about yesterday 
And a question I want to ask you is like, I think when I talk to people and I think like a common narrative, because we are so inundated with amounts of everything. So when people feel like they have an idea, I hear a narrative all the time. There's like, well, there's already this substantially better version. There's like this thing already exists, but forget that like, you know, like there's always like a new coconut water that's successful. There's always a new app. There's always mm. a new car. There's, Absolutely. you know, all these kind of things. Yes, so like when you, when you guys were sitting down and he presented this option, like, okay, we're going to build this app. Mm. And then looking at like, there's like, you're competing with Under Armour. You're competing with like Nike. You're competing with like all the, and like Apple, Samsung, mm-hmm. like all these companies, big companies that have these apps. Mm-hmm. What really was it that went on with you guys? You were just like, okay, like, I know you know it's going to be different, but like mm-hmm. going against those monsters, because that's usually where people just are like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to do it because how I'm, how am I going to compete? But you guys clearly bypassed that whole thing and we're mm-hmm. just like, we're going to do this regardless, no matter what's out there. And, and you just hit it. Like, because we, uh, first of all, I believe what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I believe food and lifestyle. And through my experience, and I found, um, I don't want to say secret sauce, but like I know what the people's pain area, mm-hmm. and then I know how to um, guide them the proper way. Mm-hmm. And I shared all my experience with Alex. And from there, we just like, okay, you know what? This is our core value. And from there, we're going to continue, improve and evolve, and then we're going to go for it. Because yes, of course, there is like a monster out there. We cannot compare with those other, even Gnome and other all those apps. They're already ahead of us, mm-hmm. but we just start. But we're yeah. having a good time yeah. and helping other people, and then we keep on improving. Like okay, so now we test um, the users. Okay, we ask you know, oh, what do you like about it? What dislike about it? And then we keep on modifying. Mm-hmm. So that's the beauty about I think app, mm-hmm. especially. So that's it. So it's like if you compare with the other, all those apps, you cannot even start because you have to believe what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's original. So. Well, and the thing is, too, when you look at with that is like how many of these like bigger apps are saying like, essentially, you should just be happy with the product that we have mm-hmm. versus with you guys. Like, it seems like like interacting with your customer base mm-hmm. and saying okay, like we want to make this product better, mm-hmm. but we also know that we can't tell you what is better. So give us some feedback and we'll do those things in real time. Mm-hmm. Because like there's just a lot of product development comes by way. Like, yes, there's research that goes into it. Yes, mm-hmm. there's these controlled studies. But it's like you think like, well, you know, the only question I think like, you know, like Facebook has ever really asked me is like, do you remember seeing this ad in the last 24 hours? And like, I just completely disregard them. But like that has nothing to do with making Facebook's service better for mm-hmm. me. You know, mm-hmm. like if they were like, well, it would make Facebook better for me? Well, it'd be like let me see more of my friends like pages, not just like these top people that I may like filter more into instead of less, yes. you know, like allow me to help you guys. But like, so that's the beautiful part of what your guys' company mm-hmm. is like, you know, engaging with your customers and really seeing like, mm-hmm. like, what are you looking for? Like, what can we do for this app to be able to make it better for the user instead of telling people what they should be happy with? So first of all, um, this is my experience uh, that when someone want to be, everybody have different health goal, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody want to lose weight, somebody actually uh, they have a chronically, they, they're in pain every day. Some people just want to have better energy. Mm-hmm. Everybody have different goals. But I believe we all want to look and feel our best. Absolutely. Right? And with that mind, and we all know that when you have a good health, you can do more mm-hmm. and you feel better. 
you happier. Is it okay? No, if you I'm want to, yeah, you, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> and that is true, you know, like like our productivity in every single regard of our life goes up. And mm-hmm. then people want to be around us. Like our communities are stronger mm-hmm. because we feel better in mm-hmm. that more positive energy that we give off. Like it just attracts communities together because mm-hmm. we obviously know like negativity is just like two polar, you know, mm-hmm. or the, the opposite sides of magnets, you're just driving each other apart. Like right. nobody wants to be around like a community of people who are negative, right. you know, but like when like people are positive and things are going good, we mm-hmm. all want to be a part of that new thing, right? Absolutely. And um, furthermore, let's say, okay, so uh, fantastic life, you know, let's say I give you a brief explain about the fantastic life. Mm-hmm. If Okay, Blake, you get on the fantastic life, you sign in, you have to go through the questionnaire. It's the 85 questions. Mm. So you answer honestly how you feel, your symptom, and you know what I mean? And also your, a little bit of your lifestyle. You get into it. And then after that, the fantastic life the algorithm is going to actually generate your plan. Like uh, what you can avoid. This is good. Enjoy all the food that you can eat. So we do that basically. I'm not going to get in really deep about like how the body type you can actually um, uh, define through the, your questions but from there you have your paper you have your plan and this is the right plan for you you want to start you're excited and then next thing okay so i have to go grocery shopping okay i have to cook for this and then i have to go to work i have to take care of my kids i have to do this i have to do that but i'm gonna actually uh do all these things and then they get discouraged so we discuss about it and they say, you know what? It's all about we want to help this community. Mm-hmm. So all those Fantastic Life users and they actually start using Fantastic Life, we want to help them. So, okay, if you're busy, we're going to actually plug in with some of the uh, meal prep company mm-hmm. in the local. Yeah. So they can actually go there to conveniently. They can order like three meals, seven meals, 12 meals, whatever that is, right? Mm-hmm. It's according to based on their meal plan. Mm-hmm. So they're going to customize the food for you. And that is already convenience, right? So you just have to eat them, right? So right there already you're getting into that habit. So we, our goal is that we want to actually um, create their eating habit. Mm. The habit actually uh, increased when repeating same things every day. And that makes your lifestyle. So that's our goal. So that's what we are doing. So we have to plug in with some gyms, we plug in with the uh, Milpra company, we plug, we are going to actually also reach out to those uh, farmers market as well. Mm-hmm. So we want to have all this community together to everybody can stay fit and mm-hmm. healthy. So yeah, because as you're explaining that, like there's a couple of things that come to mind and like how you can integrate that with other softwares. Like, you know, because we were talking, you know, before we started recording about how you know, like for like an extra couple dollars, like literally it's like three to five dollars. I can just go to the grocery store. They've pulled it off the shelf for me. They put it in my car. Mm -hmm. But imagine if a fantastic life integrated with that where like you just, you logged on to say superstores, you know, like grocery shopping thing Mm -hmm. and it automatically uploaded those, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like those items like on tag groceries. Like Mm -hmm. there's that compatibility. And then when you're talking about like meal prep companies, like making these meals to ingrain the habit where it's like, okay, well I've made you, these three meals Mm -hmm. and like we're gonna run that for like 
six weeks. So it's mm-hmm. a good habit. Like you're used to doing this. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to give you two made meals and just the ingredients for the third one. Now I'm giving it to you, but you have to make it. So like, and you kind of coach people down like yeah. that step. And then like, you know, six weeks later, so I'll give you one made meal and the ingredients for two meals. And mm-hmm. then, you know, like six weeks later, it's okay, well, here's the ingredients that you need them. You have to make all three meals yourself. I'm like, coach people down that so it's like giving them the responsibility That's back of like making because the meals. it's all about actually creating the habit it just start from little mini habit yeah yeah so that's how we start right so let's say for instance that you you're like a fitness uh, i'm sorry to say that he's a fitness freak <laughs> let's say when you first start yeah. you know like okay you know what i really don't want to go to the gym Oh, I really don't want to do this. I'm still I'm... like that now. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I have that time too. Sometimes yeah. I go, oh, I have a meeting in 30 minutes, but I really have to get going to, I missed my time. Mm-hmm. Then if it was a, in the past, I was say, you know what, I will do tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm going to have a big workout. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Yeah, I mean, I try I to make found, up for it. Right? I yeah. found a way what I do. Okay, in 30 minutes, I have a meeting. Then mm-hmm. what I'm going to do, yeah, I'm going to just do push-up, the 10 push-up at home right now. Mm-hmm. And take a shower, get dressed. I'm going to leave. Yeah. Even little workout, when you get it done, your brain think, oh, I did it. Yeah. So that's how you create your lifestyle. So that's what we all about, the fantastic life. Fantastic life is basically we are educating mm-hmm. people. They need education, but the right one. And I agree because like you like we were talking about like earlier too is that the amount of misinformation that we have completely molded our lives in yeah. like what has shaped our lives and like you know and like what we were specifically talking about is like wearing a, a jacket when it's cold outside and how you're gonna get sick if you don't mm-hmm. and like how things like that like we know now are just completely absurd like there's just there's no magic bacteria that floats around in the air when it's cold and then all of a sudden you get sick if that bacteria recognizes you're not wearing a jacket <laughs> and it's just like there's that guy without a jacket on let's go and you know like oh my time. god I was like yeah, yeah like that's how awesome. we've lived our yeah. lives like when you talk yeah. about education like it really is you know like education and we have to get back to that you know and it's like you know when we look at the things that can really steer us and, you know, and change our lives is when we all and we have like this community based around, you know, wanting to re-educate ourselves and have, you know, like that education to fall back on. I love today this place is giving us a lot of challenge. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things of life. So, like, just to give everybody a little bit of context, when I first got here and we got everything all set mm-hmm. up to be able to run this podcast, turns out the power went out. So, yeah. um, we kind of resorted back and just plugging into the phone. And as we were just talking right now, apparently the rest of the power went out. So, now we're sitting in a dark room and possibly yeah. the emergency lights. We need are, some candle here. Yeah. We need, we need <laughs> something. We need a couple sticks we can wheel together and start a little fire with this table and get yeah. going. But, again, it's one of those things that can it can shut it all down or it can just make it succeed and you oh know, let's, let's get succeed, going because right? i love talking this topic especially and yeah. it comes with education like what you say right people need the right right information so they can actually understand they can actually execute it that's mm-hmm. most important especially it comes with even food wise people think like okay you know what i really want to have this but i'm gonna just restrict my calorie mm-hmm. so they have a you know what it's okay i can have just 200 calorie of cheesecake instead of 600 calorie. Oh, that irritates me so much. Oh, Ah, my God, I hate that. That means, but they don't understand. When you eat the 200 calorie of cheesecake, Mm. our body, they don't understand what is the 200 calories. Mm. And they go, what what the hell is the 200 calorie? What do you mean to do with that? They don't know. They don't read it. They only understand, oh, I got this. Look like a food. 
But I don't know. Yeah, it's a sugar. It's mm-hmm. not fast. So, oh yeah, I'm gonna actually use this one. Well, and you know, and those are things, and that's what like a lot of these apps do, right? Where like you know what it comes down to is, you know, when we just look at like a generic calorie amount and say, okay, well, we have like these calories, and I'm, I'm going to eat a thousand calories. This is what it says that I should eat to be able to lose or gain this weight is a thousand calories. So say I'm trying to lose weight. And I plug in all this stuff that I've ate today, and now it equates to 800. Okay, I'm successful. I under ate 200 calories. is good. But again, when you look through that, and it's just like, okay, well, like your popcorn, your glass of wine, your yeah. protein bar, and then, you know, like like wonton soup or something. You know, I, I don't know. Like just mm-hmm. some food that we're like looking at and say, okay, well, yes, you might have under ate 200 calories. Mm-hmm. Like technically you might get this green check mark mm-hmm. like you've done some good. But like mm-hmm. your body is just like, this is not what I'm aiming towards. This is not mm-hmm. like my preferable situation. The right? body is simple. Let's say you had um, 100 of apple. The body, same thing. They don't know what is 100 calorie, but they do know the apple. They're going to break down those apple. They're going to extract those nutrients, and they're going to deliver for our bodily function. Mm-hmm. That's what the body do. Like you say, body is a genius. They know exactly what to do with those food. That's why we keep on emphasizing eat whole food. Yeah. Eat whole food. Food, the real food, not mm-hmm. the fake one. That's always it. Because the body, they don't know what to do with it. So that's the main message that we want to deliver. It's like, uh, it's so hard to eat the really, uh, it's hard to do diet. Of course, it's hard to do diet. Mm. Because, uh, well, maybe beginning, you get so motivated. So, you, go, you know, I, next month I have some stuff that I'm going to lose like 15 pounds. Mm. You're all like motivated. You're going to start, okay, so I'm going to have like, for instance, 1,200 calories. Mm. So I'm going to restrict my calorie. I'm going to like run so much. I'm going to burn the calories so I can actually lose some weight. Good. Mm. Yeah, you're gonna lose some weight if you stick to it. But then what happened? Are you enjoy what you're eating? No, they don't. They're just doing it because they wanna lose weight but temporarily. Mm. And then after that what happened? Well and you know, and like they with that back. then yeah, you yeah. go back and then you gain weight and then we fall into this, you know, like the cycle which we know now it's like statistically twenty percent ish harder to be able to lose mm-hmm. that weight the second time. That's why when people like they'll lose ten, 10 pounds, gain fifteen pounds, mm-hmm. get far more discouraged because it's harder to lose that fifteen Absolutely. pounds, gain another five pounds yes. because they're discouraged, mm-hmm. and then that cycle just keeps going and going and going right. because you know, right. just like you said, even even when you look at it, like we still live in such um an indoctrinated era that whatever we're going to do with our nutrition should only be temporary. Like we should go back to eating McDonald's. We should go back to like drinking pop. Like we should go back to eating candy because like these things, like they're not really bad and whatever change we make, whether we mm-hmm. have a little bit more vegetables or those mm-hmm. kind of things, like it's only until I feel better right now. It's only until I lose this five pounds. Mm-hmm. It's only to these things, mm-hmm. you know, but like we're hopefully like, you know, through apps, like at, at fantastic life and, you know, and people building these communities around them mm-hmm. say like, well, no, like we should never be eating the McDonald's realistically. You know, like we should steer away from the candy. We should mm-hmm. definitely not be drinking pop. Mm-hmm. And like we should get back to, like, to the whole food environment because mm-hmm. the billions of years of evolution that's got mm-hmm. us like these amazing machines that we have the privilege of like walking around and like mm-hmm. being in every single day. Mm-hmm. We're not even remotely close to giving them the best fuel and the best opportunity to be able to perform the way that they just want to. Because mm-hmm. I look at that like with my body and they're like when I say to people, I'm like, like I lost eating for pleasure a long time ago, you know, and I want to eat around like performance based. And like, so that really kind of changes like 
my food or tastes or textures or visualization behind it. But I'm like, you know, just feeling good, performing well, and all those things mean so much to mm-hmm. me. I don't care about a little bit of mouth pleasure for like five minutes because mm-hmm. even like when times if I eat something a little bit different and like my stomach hurts, you know, it's like heavy feeling for like a half day and like, you know, you're doing cardio or like you're just working or like sitting here doing a podcast when your stomach's slightly upset. Mm-hmm. That's not comfortable. I don't like that. My mm-hmm. body's rejecting it. I don't mm-hmm. want it. So why would I keep walking down that road? But it's amazing how many people still live in a world where like that's just normal my body is not supposed to feel like this prime running machine like i'm supposed to have this weird feeling in my stomach i'm supposed to feel a little bit depressed like i'm supposed to kind of hate my job and i'm supposed to eat this donut and i'm supposed to drink this coffee around three o'clock because i should be tired because Mm -hmm. that's the afternoon slump we all go through and all those kind of things because uh, you're a high performance person Mm. or average joe the regular people Mm. They've been like living their lifestyle every single day. So they don't really understand what's like feel really amazing yeah. and have energy. And when I hear your story, it's like it's all about your mindset. Mm. Your mindset is there. But most of the people know they just want temporarily quick fix. That's the problem because everything is so instant. Everything is so quick. Yeah. Now this day, like most of the people go, I'm not going to go grocery shopping. I'm just going to go to the internet, just to press the one button and get it delivered. Yeah, skip the dishes is ruining people Absolutely. in a totally different way. So this is a completely, we're using that mm. for what the people really want mm. and their pain area. And yeah. then we building the community so we can actually create the environment that people can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. We're going to support that. That's fantastic life. Yeah. So that's what I believe in. And Alex, I believe as well, that so all our team as well. So... That's, um, we start with really uh, innocent mindset right now. <laughs> yeah. But even like yeah. you said, like, is something as simple as connecting people with like, yeah. did you know that you can get this produce from a farmer's market versus going to Savon or Safeway or, you know, like something like that, like where it, just, it gets them in that environment, you know, mm-hmm. your, your shoes get a little dirty because you're probably mm-hmm. walking through like, you know, like mm-hmm. a gravel parking lot, you know, mm-hmm. like there's these bins of like fresh, you know, local food and like, mm-hmm. you know, like this smells are different the mm-hmm. looks are different like the textures the the community there is mm-hmm. a little bit different like you see all this representation and like there's a part of us that i think from a, like a genetic perspective and like our our primalness as people is saying this is where i should be this feels like home mm-hmm. like walking into this like sixty thousand square foot building of aisles and boxes and you're inundated with everything like i don't think that feels natural to us but i think walking into a farmer's market has a real natural feel and component to it because it's a lot closer to like walking up to the tree yourself. It's a lot closer to walking over to the ground and pulling the carrot out yourself because you see carrots being brought in with dirt all over them or you see the field beside the farmer's market where mm-hmm. you know they're getting some of that produce. And mm-hmm. there's all these things that kind of pull on us, like that connection with us genetically. It's just like, this is home. This is where I should be. This is where I yes. need to be. These are my people. Yes. This is my food, yes. right? Yeah. And same thing also. Most of the people, they have no idea about nutrition. Mm. And then why are you going to the big market and then look at, you know, back of the ingredient? You don't even know how to read them. Mm. When you go to farmer's market, look at the most of vegetable and fruits. Have you ever seen anything about like, um, sodium content, mm. fat content, carbohydrate, hidden sugar? Have you ever read that label? No. Well, and that's why I would say yeah. to people, and they're just like, well, how many calories are in this cup of broccoli? I'm like, eat the fucking broccoli, man. Thank you. Just are eat those it. people drinking yeah. the pop 
Yeah. Every single day, and then when they start, like, okay, Veronica, um, carrot has high in sugar. Yeah. So how many should I have it? I go until you don't want to eat them. Yeah. That's what I tell them. Well, yeah, because, you know, and that's like what I say to people, too. They're just like, well, but pineapple's so high in sugar. Candle's high in sugar. Corn. And, like, all these things. I'm like, look. I'm like, even if you, like, look at whole, like, corn might be, you know, like, a little subjective. Bananas might be a little subjective. But I'm like, in comparison to your Egg McMuffin that you probably just really battled on not eating, but probably stopped and got anyway because... Now you're getting coffee at McDonald's because it was mm-hmm. free for a year and that's your habit. Mm-hmm. That was the point behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, and like, you want to look at it as a caribbean bad. But again, this goes to show the miseducation that like we're dealing with because mm-hmm. that's how people are looking at whole food mm-hmm. is, well, there's a lot of sugar in this. It's like, but there's also fiber in it that's going to balance that out. Like there's, there's different, you know, like enzymes in here to be able to, you know, help stabilize your blood sugar levels. Like there's all of these different components that come to it that it's like, you don't have to worry about that. You know, like if it doesn't have a label on it, eat it because it's just this whole food that's there. That's exactly a fantastic life, our voice mm-hmm. to all the audience and the users. That's what how we want to educate them. Because uh, first of all, they don't know because it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. They have to get the right education first and then so they can look at the food different way. The food is really energy. Yeah. We don't want to eat to survive. We want to eat food to thrive yeah. that's the right thing so when you look at that way you're going to look at the food different way let's say yes like you say some people oh, I have so much sweet tools I cannot cut this sweet I go but how about this can you eat some what are your favorite fruits they go oh yeah I can eat some uh, pineapple I can eat some uh, watermelon is okay mm. let's do that because at least when you eat fruits, you have tons of water and fibers. And plus, they have all different colors of fruit. They have phytochemicals in it. Mm. So actually, it's a high antioxidant. It's going to help you to actually, you know. Yeah. I just tell, I convince them, lose weight, you're going to feel great. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. And they satisfy you because, you know, like when you have a lot of water and fiber, you feel full. Yeah. And it's satiating. Right, exactly. you know, and like that's the one thing that, like, we it's know it's like, right yeah, there. having all that that sugar, you know, like yes. in your your intestine, and then you get like, you know, SIBO creeping in, and mm-hmm. then you're not being satiated, and it's ATP blocking, and mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I'm yes, just gonna like yes, power yes, this yes. down. It's yeah. like you don't run into any of that when you're eating like these whole foods. But again, like it's like looking at like the Canada Food Guide or relying on like our general practitioners mm-hmm. to be able to give us this information, which like we know how distorted like the real um, component of the Canada Food Guide is like, it's not even remotely close to like a guide of like how to be able to live healthy. It might be no. getting a little bit closer to there now, but it definitely has never been in the past. Oh, they tried then, to design like, how we can make people fat and then we can yeah. make more money. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is too, like the one thing I said, the, the, if you, no matter what was inside this so-called pyramid simply if you know base about nutrition that it's a pyramid that's a problem because yeah. that a pyramid promotes an unbalanced diet because it says oh, there should be, I'm so you know like if, there was, if it was a circle like if it's this sphere where it's like this sphere of your nutrition this is where we need to be and then i'd be like yes because it is about balance. We need all these different components. It's not about, you know, because if you think the way a pyramid looks, it naturally makes you assume you should be massively eating more of one thing than another. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, then it's subjective to like, well, under whose philosophy is that one thing that should be the number one thing you should be focused on mm-hmm. at the bottom that's this big base? Yeah. You know, like, 
are you carnivore? Are you keto? Are you, you know, you, you know, Mediterranean? Like, are you vegan? Like, you know, like, where do you fall into that? So now you have like this different like perspective of what that, that mass quantity should be instead mm-hmm. of looking at it as like a circle and just saying, mm-hmm. we need whole food and take all the whole food you can find, jam it into that circle and say, mm-hmm. just eat this and that's it. Right. So now the people are a little bit aware of it. They open their eyes because there is a good information out there too. The problem is when I look at the internet, there is so many. There's a six-pack uh, fitness uh, um, gym rats. I was mm. one of them. Yeah, we all <laughs> because, were. Yeah. That's how we got here, yeah, right? Yeah, because we show to them and that we have to be very restrict to get that body mass mm. composition rate. So the problem is that regular people just want to feel good. And they want to actually just, you know, like uh, can do more because they have energy by eating the right food. You don't have to have a really six pack. You don't have to have like those like crazy, like in you know, the shoulder, you know, muscle. And if you don't desire for that, you don't have to really restrict the food. Mm-hmm. More you restrict, you eventually you want it more. Yeah. That's how our brain works. Usually, if you cannot have it, you want it more. No? Yeah. Yeah, and we all are like yeah. that, right? Where it's just like once you feel like you can't have something, like mm-hmm. we're naturally going to gravitate towards that. And just and when you the the worst part about that is it, again, like it just plays into like those those primal systems of like I see something, mm-hmm. I feel like I can't have it. I need to go find more because that's how I'm going to survive. The problem mm-hmm. is like now if I need more, there's not just like a mini chocolate bar and a regular size chocolate bar, mm-hmm. but then there's like a king size chocolate bar. And then if you buy the king size chocolate bar, you can get the Slurpee for half price. Mm-hmm. And if you get the Slurpee for half price, then you can probably get some French fries for free. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, and you see it tapping into like all those cycles. Mm-hmm. So you're like, but I shouldn't have any of that. But now I'm going to go with like this triple threat because they offer it to me and it's actually only a couple dollars more than if I just buy this chocolate bar. That's right. Also, when they go to restaurant, I'm so upset. Like when the restaurant, they give uh, people plates. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I think an individual person should uh, decide their portion. Yeah. But usually the restaurant, the chef, they decide the portion. Mm-hmm. Is it? Right. Yeah. yeah. So they give. And the, most of the people, they think they have to finish all the food on mm-hmm. the plate. But you don't have to. Because you didn't decide that amount of food on the place. Because chef will give it to you and you pay for it. So you don't have to eat all of them. Just to get a doggy bag or just to eat the portion that you can eat. And then just to throw the garbage, whatever, you know. But this is the thing. Like, I look back at, like, when I was a kid and, you know, like, a narrative around my dinner table is always, like, you're not getting up from the table until your Mm -hmm. plate is finished. You know, now we go to a restaurant, like, there's these huge portions or, like, the worst of, like, a buffet, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, like, well, now I have to juggle how much food I can stack on this one plate, mm-hmm. even though I know I can go back as much as I want, but I'm going to yeah. mound it all onto, like, mm-hmm. this one plate, you know, but, like, it's even, like, with restaurants, like, the one thing I was saying, what would be refreshing is if, like, a major chain of, like, restaurants, say, like, like, Cactus Club or, like, Earl's or, like, something where there's just a lot of them people mm-hmm. frequent... And instead of giving like like bread or things like that, like mm-hmm. at the beginning, you like say like what the keg does, mm-hmm. give people a salad. Yeah, you know, like if you gave them just like complimentary salad, and everybody got a salad. And like, yes, you probably would throw ninety percent of the weight that mm-hmm. salad away for probably the first year, and then mm-hmm. the second year might be like seventy percent. Then people have slowly started to eat a little bit more. People complain about it, but when you're when we're looking at changing a culture and steering a culture in the mm-hmm. right direction. It takes things like that because what's the number one thing that most people think when they go to eat out? I'm treating myself. 
So I'm going to eat all the bread. I'm going to pack all the butter mm-hmm. onto it. I'm going to eat the whole plate. I'm going to get the 10 ounce steak instead mm-hmm. of like the six ounce steak. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to do all this. Then I'm going to get the ice cream with the cake and I'm mm-hmm. going to do all these things. I'm going to have a couple glasses of wine with it. And then a thousand or 1200 calories mm-hmm. later, you're just like, why do I feel like shit? You yeah. know, but it's like that, like we need to like change it. Like going out can just be social. It doesn't have to mean that like I'm going to throw myself under the bus nutritionally mm-hmm. because that's always what that experience has been. Right. right? And to me, like, uh, I think we should even change the word, like a treat. Mm-hmm. We're not a dog or other animal. Mm-hmm. Why do we give ourselves a treat? Yeah. It's a food. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the food a certain way. It's like it's gonna nurture you. It's gonna provide you energy. You can think better. You can mm-hmm. move better. And that's how you have to think about it. It's like oh, I'm gonna have a treat today, so I'm gonna have this, 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 and like, why, why, what, what, what kind of outcome do you want? So mm-hmm. people have to think a different way for what they're taking care of their body. Mm-hmm. That's what I see, but it's not easy in the beginning. That's why, um, like myself or other people in the health uh, care industry, you know, they really have to provide the right information to people, what's right for their body, and that they can control mm-hmm. and they can take care of the body. Yeah, and it's their decision, right? That's what we have to look at it. Yeah, and it's like you know, like you said, like changing the face of like what we think a treat is, because why can't a treat be like some really fresh like um like like pineapple you know like rather fridge or like a real fresh peach or you know something on like things that are really good they taste so good but like we immediately think it's gotta be like this this pie or this cake or this ice cream like 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 like, that's the only thing that we associate this so-called treat being around Mm -hmm. and it's like something that i talk about regularly too with people about like this whole 80 20 rule that still kind of like exists around right yeah and the one thing i say okay i'm like if you if you validate the 80-20 rule, what you're really looking at is like say 80% of your food is healthy, 20% of it is subjectively yeah. food, right? Okay, well, what you're actually really saying is like, okay, well, my overall health is going to be like a 30-70 now because it's going to take me days to recover from that inflammation that I've now put in my body from eating all of this shit under the right. 20% rule, mm-hmm. which like only about 30 to 40% of now mm-hmm. like your week, if you're mm-hmm. kind of looking at like your weekends or your cheat days, mm-hmm. or I have like this cheat day on the weekend, which usually mm-hmm. turns into two, mm-hmm. that like people don't look at it like that. It's the best way to do it, I think, because if you, like, okay, I feel like I want to have dessert. Mm. Instead of thinking about, yeah, say apple pie looks yummy, cinnamon looks good because you're used to it, you know, the yeah. sugar is calling you to eat, eat me, eat me. Yeah. But if you think, you know what, those are chopped mango, those are chopped frozen pineapple, mm. and you put that some, like, a nice, like, you know, organic those yogurt on yeah. the top and have them. Yeah. It's delicious. Absolutely. And same time provide nutrient. If you have a, for myself, if I go buffet, let's say I have a little bit more piece of meat, yeah. I always have some pineapple. Yeah. First of all, it's like a dessert. Tastes yeah. good and sweet and the enzyme that break down protein easily. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, I don't have to take any supplement for the digestive enzyme. Yeah. I eat just uh, pineapple. Yeah. The food provide all those things for our body. So uh, people just have to understand mm-hmm. how their body works. That's yeah. it. And some people say, I'm starving. I'm not eating a lot. I'm not losing weight. I don't know what's going on. I go run so much and I'm still stuck with this weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably have to go back to what you've been doing because once you starve yourself, like I say, body tells. Yeah. Okay, I'm starvation mode. Oh, okay. 
I gotta do something. I have to survive. So what they do next the thing? It doesn't take them five days. They slow down the metabolism. Mm. So you yeah. so you stack that weight. You don't lose anything, but you have a low energy and you're tired. You cannot get up in the morning, and you continue on the uh, calorie starvation diet. Mm. And next the thing, but okay, I'm not getting any food, so uh, I have to survive. So next thing, the body gonna do, gonna make you sick. Mm. So when you're sick, you don't move. So you're not going to burn any energy. So yeah. that's how the body protects you mm. from when you're actually not giving enough food. Yeah. So right there, what do you have to do? I got to eat more if I yeah. want to lose weight. Yeah. And it's such a broken concept to more people. Or they're like, you know, whenever like a lot of like, you know, like the people in my life that have achieved the most success, mm-hmm. people naturally assume they're starving themselves and it is a ruthless battle to try to convince people that they're actually eating more than what they ever have. Mm -hmm. But because their appearance to them, because Mm -hmm. of this imagery that we have stuck in our mind, it seems like they're eating less, which is just the irony. And you know, and like, why do you think we, we devalue the power of food? Like, why do we look at food as being this, this substance that doesn't really have the power that it actually has in our body? Like Mm -hmm. when you talk about like, I'm going to eat this pineapple because it has these digestive enzymes to be able to, you know, help me, you know, break down protein and, you Mm -hmm. know, like, and, you know, like then it probably has like some enzymes in it too that help with like protein synthesis and, you know, like all these things. Right. You know, but like, I just feel like people miss that part. Where it's like, yes. it's this pineapple, it's this kind of pokey thing with this weird leaves and it's a pain in the ass to cut <laughs> and it tastes good, but it's a lot of work. So forget it. I'm going to eat the cookie. You know, but like we, we miss the entire impact of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always say to people, it's like, it's like having a gun with a bullet in the chamber but you don't have a trigger on it or you don't know that the trigger fires the bullet. It's mm-hmm. like, we know this food exists. Mm-hmm. It has this incredible power to mm-hmm. it, but we just fail to want to believe mm-hmm. that it has such a dominant role in our lives. I know. And that they have to aware of, let's say, you know, why, why we keep on telling, like, you know, have more vegetables and fruits. Because the, compared with the vegetables and fruits, when you have a go there, have, a, um, let's say, McDonald's, okay? Mm-hmm. When you compare, it's so like the calorie, the empty calorie, but it's so high in calorie. And then you compare with the fruit and vegetable, even though you have like a plate of full of a fruit and vegetable, mm-hmm. it's barely go up to 300 calorie. Yeah. And you can't even finish it. Yeah. So you tell me if you really talk about calorie and why don't you just uh, go to less calorie, but make you feel full. And then you feel good. Same time, you get some nutrients instead of going after the small little piece of I don't know what the yeah. hell is this the bread or whatever yeah. that is you know the candies and cookies. It doesn't even help you anything. Yeah. And basically, you buy for let's say two dollar, three dollar. Yeah. You buy the hamburger, mini burger. I don't know. You buy that one. You eat them, but actually, you're paying very expensive because mm-hmm. you're paying for no value. Yeah. No nutrient in it. So you're paying for nothing. Well, that and it's just like, you know, too, what I always say to people is that, you know, because your body just like kind of discards this food. I wonder if there's any data or like if somebody could track if you were on um, like a fast food style dominant diet, which like a lot of people are, especially in Western culture. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you end up eating 
or spending more on food because you'd eat a little bit more frequently because you're not satiated as long because it's not all this fiber in your body trying to break down and you're like you're not you're not full as long so like mm-hmm. what if you ate an extra two or three meals a week you know because like mm-hmm. you didn't have all these resources in your body mm-hmm. your body didn't have to go through this big long process to break mm-hmm. all this food down mm-hmm. well like after a month after a year mm-hmm. after a decade mm-hmm. after a lifetime mm-hmm. like that's a lot of extra money i know and probably you're gonna get sick yeah and then you have to well that's work. a good point yeah. because then you have lost days at work you know so like your your productivity goes down yeah. company productivity goes down you know like gdp of a country goes down but like people don't want to think that those things have that kind of impact mm-hmm. you know and like they really do and like they know and that's why companies health and wellness strategies are so big now because mm-hmm. like they understand you know like we are all a part of like this this piece, this puzzle, like within our lives, within our our communities at work, like mm-hmm. inside of our communities in our city, mm-hmm. inside of our provinces, inside of our countries, and we all are working towards this goal. It's like either we are a part of the solution or mm-hmm. we're a part of the problem. The problem is, is that like eighty percent of us, well, don't call me on the eighty percent, like a vast majority of us are part of the problem, yeah. not the solution, because mm-hmm. we are overtaxing all of these systems. Like, like you said, getting sick, how many people go to the doctor unnecessarily for one, mm-hmm. but are going to the doctor just because their diet is so bad. They may not have diabetes, they may not have heart disease yet, but they mm-hmm. obviously have the precursors to that. Yeah. But they just feel so bad and so depressed and mm-hmm. so demotivated and just slog through life that they end up going to the doctor and counseling and all these things. And it really could just come down to like diet and exercise. The problem is the health is that we don't appreciate when you have them. Yeah. Once you lose them, then you kind of you're alert. Okay, I gotta do something about it. Mm-hmm. So that's the another problem. And second thing, what I think about it, um, I just had it. I forgot. I just had it. I forgot. See, and, you know, and I yeah. look at like our, our health and like these components too, or like you just alluded to something that I think is like in- incredibly prevalent where, you know, when we look at like our health and how like we don't know how to respect our health because we don't know how to respect our bodies. And if yeah. we did, there wouldn't be so many people who are unhealthy, but it has a lot to do even like with freedom these days. So we've never paid a cost for it. So like, you know, like if we had to go fight a war, we would come back and you'd appreciate your freedom. You would appreciate being able to go to a gas station Mm -hmm. and put the nozzle in and fill up your car with gas because you're like, I fought for the right to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. So like when people get like ailments, you have like diabetes or, you know, Mm -hmm. like you get like these things, you know, your vision might start to go or like you climb a flight of stairs and you get out of breath, which is actually a bad analogy because I was out of breath climbing up the stairs to get here. You did. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, but like those kind of things. But then all of a sudden we're just like, whoa, I don't have this anymore. Mm -hmm. So then you kind of start to appreciate it. But then you're just like, well, I'm so far down this rabbit hole. Like, how am I ever going to come back from it? But the one thing that I see the people who have have had like severe health concerns pulled themselves out of that rabbit hole through like diet, you know, like nutrition, exercise, healthy living. Mm-hmm. They appreciate it so much more. They're like the soldier who went to war, who now has fought for their freedom. Of and like course. they understand and they appreciate it. Like we have to create this artificial facade of like appreciation. And, and mm-hmm. that's where I say people who are athletic, mm-hmm. that's what they've done. They've created mm-hmm. this, this avenue in this area where it's like, this is how I can appreciate mm-hmm. it because 
I need it for this performance. And mm-hmm. it's very much dissimilar. Like people will need better nutrition because they don't want to go blind because they have diabetes now. You know, like I don't right. want to do these injections. I don't want to, you know, you know, calculate like, you know, my insulin levels, all that kind of stuff every day. It's mm-hmm. like, this is a burden. So I'm going to go the opposite way. And mm-hmm. it's like, this door has been open to them mm-hmm. and it's freeing. Or, mm-hmm. you know, people who suffer from obesity when mm-hmm. they, when they lose that way and they're just like, wow, like, I can't even imagine how hard my life would mm-hmm. still be to live every day if I had that 40, 50, 80, 100 pounds still on my body. Exactly. Also, you have to change this day. Every those group benefit when you go cooperation. Mm-hmm. All those employees, you know, the, they give the, those health benefits that like, once you get sick, mm-hmm. you can actually, you know, yeah. uh, take advantage for those, you know, benefit, group benefit. Yeah. You should change has to be more like a preventative wellness. So mm-hmm. educate them, make them eat right, make them actually, you know, do the right lifestyle every mm-hmm. single day. So then before they get sick, they're already in shape, they're good, they don't have to even go there. Mm-hmm. So I think they more have to focus on uh, preventing instead of already, okay, you got sick, so here is okay, you know, we mm-hmm. can help you some, so go see doctor, so you can treat it and get some medication. Mm-hmm. So that has to be changed as well. And I give you the example, even last year, it's every year happened. Just to just give her for instance. Do you know like a forty-five millions of Americans they're on diet just to lose weight every year? Mm-hmm. And the data just came out, only five percent of all of them they keep it off for long term. Mm-hmm. The rest ninety-five percent of those people tend to do diet and lose weight, either they give up or they became chronic yo-yo dieters. Yeah. Why is that? They cannot stick to diet because it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Because first of they against the human nature. They starve. Okay, you cut the calorie. Okay, you're going to actually start to do exercise. People don't want to do exercise already. They don't feel well, mm-hmm. right? Exercise is like one of the addictions that once you get in, you see the result and you feel like you get stronger. You can do one more reps and then you cannot wait to go back to tomorrow. That's when you start, you know, you know, I get addicted to go back to the gym. I want to train. But yeah. before that, people already feel bad. Yeah. Then instead of cutting calorie and they bring them to the gym, just to, you know what? Don't do calorie. Yeah. Maybe you replace this one for something better one, better version. Mm-hmm. You never eat vegetable. Oh, how about this? Let's start with just a delicious, you know, some uh, fresh vegetable and fruit juice to start with. Yeah. So you have to start like a small step. That's how you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And if that's why once you restrict the calorie, people go on diet, what they do, okay, I'm bored. I don't want to eat this food. Yeah. Can you stick to forever that? No. Eventually, you're going to give up. Yeah. So everyone is different. All I tell, like, you know what? Stop dieting. Just to find a plan that you can stick to. And see, and like, these time. are the things too where like I say to people, it's like, it probably took me, if I had to venture like a guess, to go from like eating what I thought was dark chocolate. Yeah. Because like, and this is the thing, you know, and, and even like to me, so like, let's call it I was 31, because I'm 36 now. And like, let's just say it's been a five-year journey. So like I was, it took me like a while to appreciate that I should be eating dark chocolate. And then about okay. five years ago, say I made like this full conversion over to eating like dark chocolate. And I'm like, this is not bad. I could eat this dark chocolate all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so then all of a sudden, like one day, I'm just like, what's the difference between all this dark chocolate on this shelf? And like, I'm educated enough in this where like, you know, like I look and I was embarrassed. So I turn over this one 
alleged 70% dark I chocolate bar. I can't wait here. And I look over the other 70 dark chocolate bar. I'm like, you motherfuckers. I'm like, what? I'm just like, there's just as much sugar in this dark chocolate yes. as there is in this milk chocolate. So then I go to, you know, getting like this dark chocolate that's actually 70% dark chocolate. And I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like, this is where I got to go all over again. I'm like, this chocolate does not chocolate. This tastes terrible. It's so much better. But now that I've been eating that dark chocolate for uh-huh. so long, like 80% dark chocolate seems sweet to me. Uh-huh. But if I eat like that 70% dark chocolate with mm-hmm. all the sugar in it, mm-hmm. like it hurts my teeth. Like I'm just shocked about how sweet it is. But that's what I thought was bitter before. Yeah. And this is why I say to people, it's when you're looking change. at like retraining your palate, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. So like when you say, I'm going to change this diet and you change this diet and you incorporate all these new foods into it, mm-hmm. your palate and like what you're accustomed to is going to fight you and it's going to fight you every day. It's going to mm-hmm. fight you every week. It's mm-hmm. going to fight you every month. And it might take weeks and months and years mm-hmm. to be able to get to that place. And that's where, yeah. like you said, like it's the, it's the slow coaching it's the evolution behind it. And when you yeah. just, when you stop doing one thing on a mm-hmm. Sunday and you start doing something completely different on mm-hmm. a Monday, there's an expiration to that. That is mm-hmm. almost immediate and mm-hmm. so immediate. And what we know now is so detrimental because you will become more unhealthy at the end of that diet mm-hmm. and the spinoff effect of that yo-yo mm-hmm. that you shouldn't even start that diet in the first mm-hmm. place. You should just stay where you are. Yeah. Which is like, it's so funny to me when I talk to people about this and they're like, well, how can you tell me if I lose 10 pounds? That's that actually is potentially long term going to be more unhealthy than if I just don't lose the 10 pounds. I'm like, because when you regain that weight back, you're going to regain 12 to 15. It's statistic. Like we, we know this now, like those statistics are real. And then, like I said, it's going to be 20% harder to be able to take that weight up. And you're at more of a deficit because you've been mm-hmm. doing this thing that you've hated for a month or two months and you've mm-hmm. like crashed dieted, you probably crashed your metabolism, mm. you've hated life, and then now so you start gorging on all these foods that, you know, like that just stimulate all your senses and you gain all this weight back. It's like that's the problem. It's like you said, the cycles that we get into of like regaining all that weight. Cycle. When you get into it, like it really is tough. If you do over and over and people maybe I I could I give you one example. And a person never done diet before. Mm. But wanna eat healthy. Yeah. Okay, you know, Veronica, I kind of want to change my life, you know, I'm like 35 years old, you know, I feel like, you know, like I kind of have a little bit sluggish afternoon, you know, I want to change, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I put out whole food, real food, just eat this. Yeah. Very easy. Don't care about weight loss, but losing fat. Yeah. Yeah, it's a byproduct, right? Yeah. Be person. Oh, God, I've been doing diets. Just name them, Veronica. I did everything from this diet to this diet, this diet. I did all the calorie counting diet. It's been about 15 years. So, okay. And I ask, the first, when you start, before you start, what was your body weight? And now, what's your body weight? Mm. Way heavier than the first yeah. day start. Yeah. Then I start to educate them. The body weight set point. How the body works. More you starve yourself, your body going to adjust your metabolism, and then you're going to slow down. So next time when you're actually binging or just eat regular food, a little bit more calorie, you cannot burn it off. Yeah, You're going to starve. And it's going to be on and on. So every time you lose weight and you regain, you're not going to only regain your weight that you lost. You're always going to get interest for yeah. that. So then they're, oh, that's how it works. So I, for me, I don't want them to do any counting calorie. 
virtually. Mm. Even our app, we have like calorie counting, but it's just the people, some people, you know, they really have to see the number. Yeah. But that's an option. Yeah. But for us, more we're educating, you know, the phytonutrient, what's good for your body, you know, they eat the colorful vegetable, you know. We encourage them to eat like a whole real food. Yeah. That's the only one. I actually really love a lot of you guys' social media posts where like you do like the color spectrums and like the food and like they look amazing. Yeah, Yeah. it's incredible. I love those posts and stuff. Because yeah, and you and the thing is too, like and a lot of that is like you think and like you know, I'm kind of guilty for this, but I add a little bit. So, like, with, with my girls, like, what I say. <laughs> yeah, you know, because, like, you know, like, I love cucumbers. I love cherry tomatoes. You know, like, I love bell peppers and carrots and celery. Like, these kind of are, like, our mainstays. You know, mm. but then, like, every week we'll say, okay, we're going to try this new thing. So, there's always kind of something mm. new floating, like, into, mm. our, into our diets and stuff. But it's, like, when you go to a typical grocery store, like, mm. there's not a lot of variety. You know, so when you look at these grand color schemes and stuff yeah. like that, like, you know, like when you walk in, like, say if you walk into like a, a Save on Foods or whatever, it's about, you know, 10 different kinds of oranges, 15 different kinds of apples, yeah. and like a little bit of everything else. You know, so like, but imagine if you walked into a produce section and there was like a color scheme of like these different, the, the this different produce, kind of like these social media posts that you mm-hmm. guys do, where you just look at it and it's like, wow, like, there is all this representation and there's just like, go here for this, go here for that. Like, mm-hmm. again, it's that, that coaching, that constant coaching, getting people down, mm-hmm. like those, those avenues because, and then like, well, what do I do with this? Most people, when they find a new piece of produce, like a new vegetable, they're like, I don't even know how to cook this. I get this tarot root. I don't even know what to do with it. Like, right. what, am, what am I getting? And it's like, well, yeah, you told me it's healthy. Those kind of forms. I don't really want to buy it because I'm not visually used to this because it doesn't really look like a carrot. And that's mm-hmm. the only real root vegetable I'm used to seeing or a mm-hmm. potato. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like interesting to me. It's like, but now I get home and like, do I cube it? Do I like, you know, mm-hmm. medallions, you know, like, do I pan fry it? Do mm-hmm. I steam it? Do I mm-hmm. match? Like, what am I going to do with this? Right? right. Where it becomes like so convoluted where Again, it's like those, like, like educating people, like getting them down those roads and like what you said and like, you know, you're allowing people to be able to see there's more than just the status quo. There's more than just apples and oranges and carrots and potatoes when it comes to like produce. Of course. When you just look at the nature, it's meant to, they meant to be that way. Mm -hmm. So like take advantage of everything, the color, you know. Yeah. Some people think, oh, I'm just going to have a green because the rest of the thing is too much like sugar and stuff. I cannot have it. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? Those are sugar that are completely different than what you're consuming, those gummy bear. Yeah. So then they, they know it's bad food. Yeah. It's only one thing that they have to shift in the end of the day mm-hmm. is their mindset. Yeah. What you really, what do you want? Like, uh. Uh, comes with your health. Yeah. What is what are you looking for when you eat those gummy bear? It's like it's uh, because uh, you need it, mm-hmm. or it's because you want it. Yeah. So when you think about it, because they're all smart, you know, like my friends, they never do diet or anything, mm-hmm. but they know when they eat good food. Yeah. So hey, Vanessa, what did you eat this yeah. lunch? Oh, Veronica, today I had like, you know, so those are really nice, you know, I had some nice fish, you know, there's okay mm-hmm. salmon, I had on the side of a nice vegetable, and I had like, you know, oh yeah, I had the avocado too. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. And someday when I ask her, uh, you know what, they don't even tell what they eat. Like, I had such a bad day. Yeah. It's like, oh, it was terrible. So like, you know what, I don't feel like to do anything. They're still not telling me what they're eating. So I knew already they eat yeah. bad food. Yeah. <laughs> so people, they know. 
what's good, what's bad for mm-hmm. them. Just the fact that in the end, uh, for us, we want to encourage them to what's right. But mm-hmm. the, at the end of the day, um, they have to know what they really want for mm-hmm. their body. It's all come down to, I think, mindset. That's what I believe in. You know, I was just thinking something there when you were saying that, especially when you ended off with mindset. It's like, because so many people don't use their body. Like, you think how many people don't. Like, in a... Yeah. When your body is not an asset to you every day, is there really a need to understand that you have an asset? So like for me, for example, it's like if if you don't do anything physically active, no matter what the face that is, like like walking, jogging, lifting weights, playing a sport, whatever you, but just something that forces you to use this tool that we have. Mm-hmm. But if you go and you sit in front of a computer screen for like, you know, you wake up, you sit in your car, you drive for an hour, sit in front of a computer for eight hours, you sit in front in a car for an hour, you go home, you sit in front of the TV for two or three hours and then you go to bed. It's like, you're not using this tool. So it's like, where's the demand? Where's the immediate demand to understand that like, I need to change my diet to feel better because I need to operate at a higher level because you're not operating at a higher level. You're operating at the most mundane. It's like using like a samurai sword to spread butter on toast. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, like there's just, yeah, like there's no need behind it. You know, it's like you have this incredible piece of machinery Mm -hmm. and there's no point really Mm -hmm. in feeding it to its potential Mm -hmm. because but the only thing is, if you look at it, like also from the flip side, is if you did, you wouldn't be able to sit there. You would need to move. You'd have to want to move. Like your body would right. be like instinctually, like I got all these assets now. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to to allocate these to something. Like mm-hmm. I can't sit here. I need to do something else. I need to go work mm-hmm. out. I need to go play basketball. I need to burn this energy mm-hmm. off. I need to create this avenue for us. But it's like, it's funny how that's such a narrative of life because mm-hmm. we get more into that with technology. That's like, we don't need to use this mm-hmm. gift that we have. Mm-hmm. And then the more technology that we have allows us to have more opportunity to oh, be yes, able to use these yes, tools that exactly. we have. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's the problem. So at the end of the day is the individual person. They really have to stand up for their health yeah. and they have to do that things that I cannot yeah. convince them. But what we can do, fantastic yeah. life, you know, like a, uh, someone who already might say, okay, you know what, I'm going yeah. to change. I'm going to be in charge on my health. Mm. And when they come to fantastic life, we will provide you exactly what you need for yeah. your body type. So they can actually get the information out that, okay, this is what I have to eat. This is yeah. what I should, I should avoid this part. Yeah. And from there, we got going to support all those environment that you need to actually yeah. uh, to reach your goal. So yeah. that's what we are doing. So um, I'm very excited yeah. with our journey and I'm very lucky to meet my partner. Mm. He is amazing. It's like, um, it's like, I don't know, like uh, in my life, I always like I had a dream when I yeah. started being a nutritionist yeah. and it carries for many years. Yeah. And I met my partner, and then when um, he come up with that idea, and then when we start doing it, it's not easy every day. Someday, like, oh, I cannot stand anymore. How I'm going to do this? You know, like, there's a lot of stress too, right? When you yeah. start doing the business and, you know, make it better. Yeah. But overall, like, I really, truly appreciate and enjoy this journey. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And the response that we get yeah. from people in this community, it's like it makes us, like, even motivate more to, and to do it more. Yeah. And give more. And that's how I see it. 
Well, and those are in that, like, that's what we needed. You know, and that's what the thing I say about like this podcast specifically too, is that if there was two people who heard this podcast like routinely, but they actually made a change by that, I would rather there be a hundred million podcasts that can affect those two people than have like one podcast has this huge audience that people just listen to. Oh, even one like, person listen and they yeah. want to change mind yeah. and they want to actually go to farmer's market. Yeah. At least one like a pineapple to get today. Yeah. I'd be very happy. Yeah, because the yeah. thing is, <laughs> you, like, you, like, and when it comes to like like health and wellness, like it really needs foot soldiers. Like, you know, yes. boots on the ground. Like it needs, yeah. like no matter what the avenue is, how people got there, like it needs to see, like like when you envision it, like don't you see one day really that like, people will walk into a grocery store, like a big, like 60,000, 50,000 square foot grocery store and kind of look around and say, where is everybody? I know. Like this yeah. place used to be busy. Yeah, yeah, like there I used know, to be more right? people here. Yeah. But then you go to like a farmer's market or like, you know, then you're just like, oh, here's all the people. Oh, and I feel like, you know, it kind of like shifts that because then it's like you kind of got pat over that proverbial hump, like the mm-hmm. hardest part. Mm-hmm. And like more people are going to like a local butcher again. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I had to get some like these boots repaired, like they're these leather boots, you know, like they're made out of like, like elk skin. And they've been in my family for like 56 mm-hmm. years. They just need some new soles. And I'm like, mm-hmm. is there even still a shoe repair place? Yeah. And I Googled <laughs> it and I was just like, oh, there's two. And then I walked in there and then when I was standing there talking to this guy, there was like four people who walked in the door and I'm like really like I would have never known but then there's like women with purses getting the straps other people with shoes and I'm like oh I'm like this is like a farmer's market like yeah people are respecting what they have and like wanting to be able to like go back to these environments and stuff to be able to you know have it and like this is how we attach value to other Mm -hmm. human beings too Mm -hmm. you like Think of like that farmer that grows that and can mm-hmm. see the customers, like see his little farmer's market being busy or like the community farmer's markets where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, people just bring their stuff and they sell their produce mm-hmm. and they sell like the little, um, you know, like honey or beeswax mm-hmm. candles and mm-hmm. like honey, they made all that kind of stuff. We get so much more value from like, you know, like the human experience. We get to interact with people again of and course, all those kind of, of things, course. which it increases our quality of life too, which you're That's not going to get at a grocery yeah, store. Yeah, because I tell you one story. Like, I'm really happy when I actually coach my client. They appreciate. Instead of like, they come and go, Veronica, Veronica, I need to see you. You know, can I uh, stop by to see you? Sure. They come, like, they made on those, the food. Mm-hmm. Of course, I gave them recipe. <laughs> they're so yeah. proud of it. Yeah. I said, oh, I want to share with you this one. Try it. I, first time I made it. I'm like, and I look at it. Oh, okay. And then they even tell all the ingredients. Yeah. Veronica, don't worry. I got all the organic. I got all this local food. I'm like, oh, great. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's so much meant to yeah. me. And even, you know what? Like, uh, during the working entire year with my partner, sometimes, like, he brought his... Uh, his background, but it's a different culture, right? He yeah. brought the uh, traditional food. Veronica, you want to try this? I made it. Yeah. And uh, through that, those like uh, organic free range chicken, I marinate this, this, I use turmeric, I use this, yeah. I use cumin. I'm like, yeah. when he gave me that, I'm like, that's like way better than he takes me out for the dinner at the keg or other place, restaurant. Yeah. Like, that's like, a, he made it from the mm-hmm. scratch. Yeah. You know, those things they give and take, I think that's beautiful. I think we all should do it. See, and I would rather that too. And that is actually something that I find with people like us when you talk to them. You would rather have a home-cooked meal by somebody that that tastes good than go out to like a restaurant or anything along those lines. And, you know, like 
And I, I love seeing that culture come around and like people inviting each other back into their homes and yeah. like, you know, taking the time to cook and going in and searching and seeking out good ingredients yeah. and you know, like stuff that like you're proud to serve mm-hmm. and like you just you like you want to post a picture of that on social media. You right. want somebody else to taste it because you know how good it tastes, you know, like, you know, versus like, you know going and stopping at McDonald's and handing like this <laughs> this brown bag and saying like so dry, here's some garbage right? Right? right so so like you know they're cooking together or invite friends over and then you know what and I go to my friend's place just to like a home party yeah. talking I noticed the end of the day everyone stay in the kitchen mm. did you notice that yeah. everybody start talking and they go where's everyone like, everybody's in the kitchen yeah. they start talking some people are drinking some people start making some dessert you know so like yeah. a, I love that scene and we're talking about it's, it. that's how we live right yeah so that I love it yeah so I think we all should think of that way instead of you know to bring the people out the outside restaurant eating once in a while it's okay yeah but that's a give it and take it this is what I make you know mm. Blake I got this one I actually planned this one it's organic cucumber have some yeah yeah, yeah. and I give you the one story when my partner he actually away for a business trip mm. and he actually put those organic those uh, plants it's growing yeah. somebody has to give water yeah and he asked me I was so proud of it because I'm not good at it but he asked me that means he trust me mm. so uh, actually I go there when it's not rain I go there just give some water and I his garden yeah. and then when he came back he thanks and he, he brought all those cucumber and everything for yeah. me can you imagine yeah and it tastes that's so, our yeah. relationship yeah. yeah I think more people should do that yeah yeah you do i do and like with my girls and i know like they'll sit there and they'll pick like little cherry tomatoes off the vine mm-hmm. and eat them they'll eat you know like lettuce like they'll just rip a piece off and like eat it. Mm-hmm. but those are things they will not eat from a grocery store that's how i know like the difference in quality and like because kids because my kids are two four and eight like they know that they're raw like uh-huh. if they don't want to eat something they're just not going to eat oh, it by and the way you're gonna cry about it, right? like, oh, oh thank you so much yeah they're precious yeah, I love those they're gorgeous i yeah. saw the picture <laughs> yeah and you know and it's and you know it's one of those things where it's it's that and i see and, and i appreciate that because i grew up like that like i grew up on a farm in southern alberta where we had lots of like uh-huh. we my sister and i used to we used to sit in a field of peas and like we'd shell uh-huh. peas and put them in a bucket you grab handfuls and uh-huh. eat them and, like corn right off the so uh-huh. you just grab an ear of corn and eat or you pull carrots out of the ground like that's how i grew up and i love seeing my kids have that same experience on just a little bit more of a micro scale mm-hmm. but i love when other people get enthusiastic about that experience and stuff yeah. because like i feel like that is our connection with food mm-hmm. like that is like you know like i grew this i'm excited about it like i seen it i watched it grow mm-hmm. i waited till i picked it i wanted it to get to this certain uh-huh. size you know like uh-huh. i watched every day i watered it i gave it its nutrients and stuff uh-huh. because then when you cook that food that same love that same passion goes into that food and then you serve that love and that passion uh-huh. right along with it and then you have the right. story to tell and then mm-hmm. people get into that environment that much more and i think that like farmers markets are the beginning stage of that. Yes, absolutely. I oh my god, did you see the book? My partner is here. Would you like to introduce him? Sure. Briefly. Yeah. Hi, Alex. Come here. Come here. Come <laughs> Hi. here. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> three in. So that was you know kind of me like dropping into is like like why was this important to you? Like what uh like why did you want to be a part of this project and like like what does it speak to you and like what's where does it touch home 
It really was not important for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what was important for me at the time, um, I was a part of a business network group, and which is when I ran into to Veronica. She came up to me going, hey, you know what, I want to build a website. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, that's right up my alley. That's something that I've done for 20 <laughs> years. So let's go build a website. What are you looking for? She's like, oh, I want a, I want a membership site. Okay, well, I mean, that's easy. That's easy peasy. I can build a membership site. Um, but what we do and what a part of uh, my, my normal course of doing business is I try to get to understand the business, the reason why you're building a website or the reason why you want to build a membership site. What are the features? What are the capabilities and things of that nature? So I tend to go deep. And as I was going deep, I realized that is me. I still am that, right? I'm that average guy um, who loves food, who loves to eat, but will eat I live a what you what you call a fast food life. Yeah. Right. Um, I think I'm eating healthy because I'm I'm eating right at home. I think I'm eating right at home. Um, I'm eating like I don't go to restaurants that often. I don't go to McDonald's, Burger King that often. But I go through the same symptoms as an average person would because of the lifestyle that I was leading. Um, so I could relate with that. And then I go, okay, Veronica, talk to me a little bit more about it. Mm. I've got a physics background. I've got a science background, which means that I tend to analyze everything from a scientific point of view. But I just don't understand this because there was no education when I was growing up on the, the, um, the value that food has, but more importantly, how it contributes to your health, mm. right, to your body. So when you talk about how your body is an instrument, to me, the body, I never looked at my body as an instrument. I do now, a year into it, but before that, I never looked at it as an instrument. To me, a body is just this heavy weight that I have to carry on. Um, to me, my brain was the instrument because I was getting some value out of it. I yeah. was using it. I was making people smile through all of these products that I was building. So a year into it, um, so sorry, um, going back, at the time that I got into asking all of these questions to understand her business, I realized I'm not the only person either. Mm -hmm. There are so many people out there that need this, need Veronica, right? And to me, Veronica wasn't as much of a person as, a, as an idea mm -hmm. that a person that I can go to or someone that I trust not my doctor anymore because one, I can't find a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> um, two, I can't I can trust on Google because Google is just a library of everything and anything. Mm -hmm. It doesn't tell me what is right or what is wrong for me personally. So I need a Veronica. And a Veronica that would say, hey, you know what? Potatoes aren't necessarily good for you. Or potatoes may be good for you. They're not good for you at this point of your life where you need something else more than potatoes yeah. or you don't need rice or you don't need. And that's my body type. Maybe there are other people who might need rice and, and wheat and, and stuff like that. So it's that realization that it's personal, it's individual mm -hmm. that led me to go, what is that one way that you can provide this mass community, people that we live with, the society, one tool um, that they can use, and that's where the idea for Fantastic Life came for me. That's my mm -hmm. journey. Um, so what I did was I sat down with her. We we talked for over three months, asked a whole bunch of questions, went through the discovery. I downloaded all of her information and, and the way she goes about uh, 
I wouldn't say treating, but working with our clients. And I built that algorithm into our app. Mm -hmm. And that is the core of the solution. Now that is available to the people. Mm -hmm. See, and, and it's really interesting too, because typically like what I find is most people who get into these these avenues yes. have a vested interest in it. Like like what Veronica was. Like yeah. this is something I'm doing. I'm passionate about this. You know, but like you came at it from kind of like the opposite side where like you became enlightened through the business side and saying like I'm one of these people so I recognize why this is of value. Yes. You know, and like in because like the old you was the status quo and it still is today. You know, like we are still like the three of us sitting here today talking, although we have a very similar mentality now on some certain things, like we are still a really small portion of the population because like the people who want to still disbelieve that like nutrition plays like such a big role in our body because we want nutrition to be like this, this scary changing event because we don't realize that your body shouldn't be this heavy thing that I carry through life. It should be this light, easy, airy thing that just flows with me naturally where like it operates at the same capacity as what you cognitively operate, you know, through like your scientific background, like yes. your limbs, your extremities should operate in exactly the same way, you know, and it's just, and it's hard, but like we just, we don't want to believe that. Or like, again, you said the education, like nobody's educated into like thinking, you know, along those lines though, because there's just, there's no emphasis or value put on it, you know? And I look at like my kids, you know, going to school, they send home these newsletters saying, Please don't pack juice boxes or candy and stuff like this in lunch boxes. Fine. I when she when my oldest daughter got to kindergarten, I was like, wow, I'm like, this is our school system. This is fantastic. And then I pick her up from school one day and she's sucking on this huge Costco sized sour key. And I'm like, where'd you get that from? Yeah. And she's just like, Oh, I did really good in kilometer club today. And I'm like, so they awarded you for the kilometer club you guys do at school, which is a part of the health and wellness strategy with sour keys, but they're telling us not to put those in the lunch boxes, but they'll give them to you at the end of the day and send you home with us. Wrong. So I'm like, like the hypocritical nature of this, but like, yeah. again, when we look at it, these are the people who are educating our children really about like what health and wellness is, because when they get home, obviously they're going to fight us on it, Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, but like when you go, it's like, what a mixed message that is. Yeah. Well, my parents aren't going to give me what I want, but my teacher's going to. So obviously they know what's right because I connect with my five-year-old level of like, mm -hmm. I want the sour key. So that becomes the education because I'm like, if they did good at kilometer club, why not give them an apple? Doesn't that make sense to you <laughs> or, or, or something, even if they don't eat it? Exactly, like, because yeah. the treat is for dogs and mm -hmm. pets, and we need the reward. Yeah. But we actually giving uh, like a treat ourselves like a pet. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. It's yeah. like we need the reward if we did something good, but then we're supposed to get the good stuff. Yeah. Not those junk. Because it feels so good. But it's that serotonin <laughs> release, right? You know, like all that stuff is directly yeah. connected with like a massive serotonin dump that you're not gonna get that kind of serotonin stimulation from anything else. Absolutely, and it's right there. It is pure satisfaction that you're not gonna get any other way, and it is it is right there staring at you saying, Come grab me, right? Mm -hmm. Um I did and that's how I react and that's how I think most people react is it feels good in the absence of knowing what serotonin is and what, you, what the chemicals are that are driving that. Mm -hmm. You can derive those very chemicals through natural food. Now you can, mm -hmm. but that education doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And I totally understand the school system just because 
the last couple of weeks, we've been working with one of the one of the meal prep companies, and I've been spending a lot of time trying to understand the mechanics of it. Just as how I broke down the mechanics of her and the business model and the operation model, um, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to ex- get exposed to how the school system works and how ordering food and, and things of that nature work, and more importantly, the decisions. Mm-hmm. It boils down to the same thing, which is education. The decisions in the, at, at the school level are being made by the PACs, and the PACs, which is the parent associations, aren't necessarily educated the same way as you guys are. Mm-hmm. They're educated like me. So they're going, if I want to reward my child, I'm going to reward them with something that they truly enjoy, which is that quick fix, which is that candy or whatever the, the cheap solution is, mm. right? Um, and that's how... And I think that you just labeled it right there as the cheap solution, right? You know, it was even like hot lunches now, like when you get the hot lunch order form, it's like Subway, McDonald's, Chinese food, sushi, there's like all of these like listed like options on it. And yes. you know, like the one thing that I say is like, if you if you went into this school and you say, okay, we're going to have hot lunch once a month, you know, and you say, okay, well, is there any parent that's willing to be able to make a meal big enough for one class? I guarantee you the 30 parents, there's probably one parent that's like, I'll make a healthy meal for the class. Yeah. Like, even if it's not the best healthy meal, mm-hmm. it's definitely better than that stuff. Way better than, yes. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? Yes. You know, but like, those are still like the options because they're cheap. Right. You right. know, right? And like, that's the problem is because they are cheap and like, we're still going to go back to like, what's the most cost effective, right? Yeah. I'm not trying to pick on the school system, but it may or may not work with the school system because yeah. of the funding goals yeah. that they do have. But I think there are alternatives where they can, you know, they don't have to go to the subway. They don't have to go to the yeah. fresh slice. Um, but they have, you know, other alternatives where they can feed these kids some really good nutritious food and still meet their financial goals that they have set for their funding. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't mean to wrap everything up there, but we gotta we gotta shut this sucker down if you guys don't mind and stuff. <laughs> I, know, I feel like this conversation is going on all afternoon. You, but... like time flies. It, yeah, well, I feel the same way with you guys. Soon, especially this is educational for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. so I really so appreciate it. So, uh, Veronica, uh, else you guys throw it down there. Fantastic life. This is the social medias. This is the website. This is how you get the app. This is the everything. Plug it. Throw it in there. Absolutely, right I give to Alex. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, um, check us out at Fantastic Life. Uh, we we can be found online at www.fantasticlife.ca. Um, there are 85 questions waiting for you. It takes about seven minutes to tell you what your body type is. If anything, just find out what your body type is. You'll just You're know. You're a fast reader. You can finish in three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like there's been some competition yeah. going on there. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Um, and then check us out on Instagram. We're very active on Instagram. Our focus is on education. We're trying to educate our people as much as we can about this whole alternate lifestyle. Um, fantastic life, that's yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys very much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Mike.